One man's poo is another man's truffles. It's episode 22 of Tales from the Fic. Hello, I am Frank, and this is Tomb Raider, Axe Uncharted. And I'll begin. Tomb Raider walked into the ancient burial site and proudly exclaimed, I am Tomb Raider, and I'm here to fuck this tomb right up. She did a cool front flip onto a ledge and punched a hole into the wall. Fuck you, tomb, she said. Just then, Uncharted fell in from the ceiling. He stood up and adjusted his shirt so that one side was neatly untucked and the other was gruffly tucked in. Tomb Raider, he said. Why are you fucking up this tomb? You should be taking treasures from it like me. And then he got on all fours and began picking up a bunch of quarters from the ground. See? Treasure! You don't understand, goddammit, said Tomb Raider. These tombs hold some sort of evil spirit that can only be defeated if I fuck up this tomb. It belongs in a museum, said Uncharted, his pockets now overflowing with quarters. Tomb Raider was having enough of his bullshit, so she did another front flip and grabbed Uncharted's penis. This is now a sex will happen, she stated with the cool lifelessness of a robot. Of course, said Uncharted, but this is actually a clever ruse by me in order to trick you. Fuck, said Tomb Raider. Completely embarrassed for falling for his trap, Tomb Raider left the tomb, but she was going to get her revenge. She walked down the street to the 7-Eleven, located in many convenient locations, go buy a Slurpee today and why not get a hot dog at a great price. She bought some eggs and walked back to the tomb. She found Uncharted rummaging through an ancient tomb couch for more quarters and shouted at him, Hey asshole, fuck you, and she began throwing tons of eggs at his face. Ack, said Uncharted. Now I am the one with egg on his face. Yes, you are, said Tomb Raider. I guess you can call this Tomb Raider Eggs Uncharted. <laughs> said Uncharted. Oh man, that's great. Uncharted laughed. Tomb Raider laughed. They fucked. Shot a tiger. Got Slurpees. The end. Hello everyone, I'm going to be reading a Metal Gear Solid fanfiction to you, and it's titled The Butterfly and the Wolf. It's by a username NexusGiga, but right at the start it's then titled The Wolf and the Butterfly, so I guess you can really decide. A helicopter landed as a woman dressed in only ripped stockings and a bikini stepped down. I see you made it, she was met with Ryan Galar. I see you brought your best sniper too, she spoke with an amusement as her accent. The rules are simple, a woman spoke with a smooth Russian accent. I had two men put targets at 50 and 100 yards, she grabbed her sniper. The fastest sniper wins, are you game? Quiet nodded and grabbed her sniper. Three. The snipers slid their bullets into the chambers. Two, they pulled their bolts back. One, four loud bangs filled the air as the snipers turned back. Sizayaki, she called a soldier over. Who won? She continued pretty egotistically. Um, it was a tie, he rushed away. She looked over the other sniper. She felt her face turn red and her heart beat. 
she was falling in love again. You're pretty good. Wolf spoke with an almost aroused tone as she got close to the mute sniper. But it seems we're at a tie. Quiet hummed softly in acknowledgement. The blonde slid her finger across the other's cheek. You're pretty sexy. She kissed her adversary's lips. Wolf got closer to her newly found lover, looking up and down like a hungry animal. She pulled her tongue right off her and pinned her down. She could see that what she really wanted. Quiet let out a small moan as her rival's tongue slithered its way into her vagina. Her tongue movements were precise. She was going straight for the G-spot. Quiet moaned and put her hands on Wolf's head, pushing her down. Wolf licked harder and deeper. She slid her tongue all the way in and out, using one of her fingers to rub her own clit. Quiet's eyes slid into the back of her head as she started screaming in Navajo. Her cum came almost rushing into her mouth as Wolf slowed to stop. Wolf licked her lips clean as she looked at her panting lover. You came pretty hard, she moaned as, the, as she looked over her silent lover. Her pants started to subside as Wolf slid her fingers up her bra and lipped it off. She started to rub her nipples gently as her lover. Be a good girl and wait here, she commanded as her silent lover. As she turned around, she unzipped her stealth suit and bent over to slide it off. As she slid over, her ass quiet crawled into her lover and slowly slid her tongue into her lover's cunt. Mmm, yes. She started to moan louder as Quiet licked her pussy and slid a finger into her ass. Oh, yes. Wolf started to scream. Don't stop, right there. Wolf started to howl in pleasure as Quiet's tongue licked harder and faster. Quiet was a master at using her tongue. Quiet slid her finger all the way up into Wolf's ass as he, she slid her tongue all the way in. Don't fuck me like it's your last meal. Wolf was howling louder as she bit her lips. I'm going to. She came all over her face. She pointed to another soldier. Get me the double-ended dildo. I'll let you watch. The soldier saluted. <laughs> the soldier saluted and went into the other room. He returned a few minutes later with her requested item. She patted his head, demeaning. Good boy, what is your name? She asked, but barely paying attention. Night, ma'am, he saluted again. Go sit in the corner, night. He ran, pulling his pants down. She turned around and eyed her silent lover. Quiet bent over, raising her ass all the way in the air. The Russian moaned as, he, as she slid the toy into her pussy and turned to her lover. She held it still as Quiet mirrored her. They slowly started to move into each other, mocking each other's movement. Quiet moaned louder as she would go harder, and Wolf would mimic. Wolf started to howl again as she went faster. Quiet went as faster, even sliding all the way into her. Wolf was screaming in pleasure. Wolf and Quiet pushed the toy all the way in, bouncing off each other. They continued to bounce as their pleasure continued to build. Wolf's eyes rolled back. Quiet bit her lip as their vaginas walls tightened. I'm going to come! The two snipers screamed as they hit climax. We pant. We should pant. Do this more often, Wolf said, caressing her lover's ass. Quiet hummed in agreement. Wolf looked over the s at the soldier she let stay. 
his hands covered in her own semen and lotion. She winked at him and grabbed a handful of Quiet's ass. He felt the blood rushing to his head as he passed out. Hello, my name is Weird Fiction Thomas, and this is Tapatui Poo Harvest. Enjoy. Linguini sank down into his office chair, eyes beginning to water as he read the doctor's note. A Linguini, you hover the ass and prostate cancers, many of them forever. You are going to die, perish, wee oui, wee. Oui. Linguini began to cry. <laughs> I don't want to perish out my ass. <laughs> no, wee <laughs> wee. When suddenly Remy heard him and hopped up onto the table and squeaked to himself, Ask cancer. That'll make his poo delicious. Rare, fleshy truffles growing right into the poo. Oh, I gotta get up there and harvest some for make cooking for people and also save his life. Wee wee. Moments later, Linguini was shocked to see Remy return in a white robe, wearing a blonde wig and with a metallic rod strapped to his belt. Hey there, little chef, he sobbed. It's not looking good for me, but I see you have dressed up to make me happy. It has worked, little chef. Come up on my hair and let us go do some cooking. No, squeaked Remy. Remy climbed up on Linguini and used his hair to make him remove his pants and bend over on the table. It's time to climb inside of your ass. Linguini protested. No, little chef. We must do cooking, not pooping. I cannot poop anyway, because I have the many ass and prostate cancers. <laughs> I will save you, replied Remy. Remy ran down Linguini's back. Linguini began to twitch. Remy made it to the ginger pucker. Remy took a deep breath. <sighs> Ripe ass truffles. And dove in, squeezing through the pucker. He found himself inside Linguini. He slowly made his way towards the arse truffles and the poo harvest. Meanwhile, on the outside, Linguini bent over the table, was having a right good time. Slowly, his member began to swell. He undid his pants. Oh, little chef! He began to stroke himself slowly. Oh, a little chef. Meanwhile, meanwhile, on the inside of the outside, Remy had been counted his first truffle. Oh, truffle? I found a truffle. He drew the metallic rod on his belt, hit a button on it, and a blade of light emerged. 
he began to hack away at the truffles, harvesting them and the poo, which encrusted them. Oh, these are gonna make such a good cake. Mmm. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Oh. Meanwhile, 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 on the outside of the inside, Linguini shuddered. Oh, little chef, you're going to make me, you're going to make me cream cheese. And just like that, <laughs> Linguini, Linguini did indeed make her himself creamer cheese. Everywhere, on the table, the floor. Moments later, Remy emerged, robe full of truffles. He climbed back up Linguini, leaving a trail of little poo-poo footsteps up his back. He met him eye to eye. Hey, little chef, adores my ass truffles. You have saved my life. Remy squeaked back. I am Remy Poo Walker. And I will save everyone. <laughs> Let's go do some cooking. <sighs> Just as they were about to go and do some cooking, Coilette and the villain burst in and said, Hey, Chef! We have been to the doctor. We too have the prostate and ass cancers. Even me, Coilette. Though I am a woman and it is not a part of my anatomy, I'd still have them. How, what must we do? Remy looked at them both, smiled, and squeaked. The dinner rush is here. Two Men in a Room by Zelda Destry on archiveofourown.org. So, this is a fanfiction about Russell Crowe. And, well, they mention the name Guy quite a bit. Now, I know which Guy this is, but we're not going to do that Guy. We're going to do Guy Fieri as the other character in this. So just imagine that. And I will begin. Sometimes Russell... <clears throat> Sorry, I gotta do this better. Sometimes Russell gets almost to the edge. The edge of not caring, not giving a shit. Of just going after Guy. Shoving him up against the wall. Getting a hand on his cock and just taking... Damn, their director and screenwriter sitting before them. He does everything else in front of an audience. Why not fucking? And just when he's there... Desire and rage indistinguishable from each other, crashing around inside him, crushing all rational thought. Guy's eyes will widen, and his lips will part. He'll turn towards Russell, and that hint of submission, of, you can have anything you want, because you know what. Here's my secret, I want it too. We'll drag him back to reality, to the room they inhabit, the era, the men they actually are, actors, not cops. They're staying in the same hotel, on the same floor, and sometimes they see each other in the morning at breakfast or at night, both of them happening to end up in the bar just before closing time, slamming down shots, 
because that's what Russell does, and Guy seems determined to prove he can keep up. The thing about drinking too much, and the only reason Russell knows this, brackets, because he'll never admit anything about himself, only about the people he's paid to pretend to be, is from playing characters who do, is that it creates the best plausible deniability, a perfect excuse. Couldn't help it, you can't blame me, it's not something I would ever otherwise do, but hey, I was drunk. So he lets the freedom settle over him. Let's his body lean against Guy's as they ride in the elevator, back upstairs to their rooms. Guy's got his lower lip between his teeth, a gesture more exily than Fieri. And Russell thinks, okay, so that's how you want it? We can do that, no problem. He doesn't lunge in like he wants to, doesn't grab and take. He just stares, trapped animal focused on nothing but the prey just out of reach. He can see Guy knows exactly what he's having, watches him fight away the smile threatening to force its way across his face. The bell dings, the doors slide open, and Guy Fieri steps forward, walks down the carpeted hall, and Russell follows, just a step behind. Outside his room, Guy searches his pockets for his keys and Russell takes advantage of the pause, looms over him like a threat. Guy Fieri twitches, lets his hand tremble as he unlocks the door, and momentary envy shoots through Russell. How do you do that, he says, without even thinking, and cringes after he does. Guy doesn't answer. He just turns around and grabs onto Russell's wrist. He backs into his room, pulling Russell along with him. Guy Fieri doesn't turn on the lights. He doesn't need to, because he can see in the dark. Night is safe. In a way, day can never be. They don't have to choose roles in the dark know who they are or who the other is. They just have to be. And it's no surprise to find Guy's hand on his lower back, drawing him closer. Yeah, Russell says, and Guy's hand slides down over his ass. Yeah, he says again, because he wants to hear Guy speak, wonders what words he'll say, what accent he'll be using. But all he gets is a lifted chin, Guy's his neck beard. He'll take it. What he wants now, so different from those afternoons rehearsing, is not taking and having, but learning. Knowing how Guy smells, what he tastes like. He nuzzles his nose against Guy's throat, inhales deep. He tastes barbecue sauce and deep-fried macaroni. His tongue presses out from between his lips, drags slowly up heated skin again and again. Already addicted, first to the salt and grease of his sweat, and then to the flavor underneath. Guy clings like he counts on Russell to hold him up. That's poppin', he hisses when Russell bites him, and grins when he's pushed down onto his bed. The End Our guest submissions today were from my good friends Lahel Jolt and Thomas. Thomas is from the Weird Fiction Podcast. It's a podcast I was on recently, and it's very good because I am great. Remember to go to turtlecade.com for more of this bullcrap or anything else I've done. And remember to love yourself, you idiot. God, I don't even have to tell you that, moron. Fuck. <laughs>